Hello there, dear spirit. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Tea and Tombstones podcast. Tea and Tombstones is a platform dedicated to helping you root into nourishment through the haunted darkness and claim your hallowed ground through tarot education, spellcrafting, spiritual coaching, and nature-based services. My name is Ashley, the creator and wolf child of Tea and Tombstones, and I welcome you here. Hello there, my sweet, sweet hauntings. Wherever you are at on this February afternoon, I hope you are well and provided for. Thank you for letting me into your day. Before I begin talking about the monthly cards for February, which are the Six of Pentacles and Wu Wang, Wild and Pure Heart, I want to just give a brief shout out. As you heard in the intro, my intro now has music, which is so exciting. I've been wanting to get some theme music on the podcast for a while. And I'm so excited that I can be sharing some music from a friend of mine and from a local Colorado band, a local metal band called Grave Dancer. I will have links to their band information down below. If you like metal music and you want to support some Colorado metal, uh, you can do so in the show notes. The name of the song is called As Death Approaches from Grave Dancer. Again, I'm just, I'm, I'm so happy I have theme music and I'm happy that I get to support a dear friend and his amazing music in, in the, same, the same theme and in the same focus. So very, very exciting. And I just want to give a brief shout out to uh, the band Grave Dancer. So let's go ahead and start talking about the monthly cards. As I mentioned, it is the Six of Pentacles and Wu Wang, Wild and Pure Heart. In this episode, we're going to be discussing the messages of each card individually and then go more in depth on the similarities and the contrast between the cards, what's really being opened and inviting us into for this month. So grab your tea or whatever you are sipping on and let's get started. I am drinking some simple mint tea because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So let's start talking about the Six of Pentacles. What is it inviting us into for this month? What is the Six of Pentacles about? I really want to first start by saying that I don't believe that the Six of Pentacles, or any of the Pentacles for that matter, is in relation to wealth, money, finances, jobs, job security, homes, moving, or jobs, anything like that. Those themes can definitely come up. I wouldn't say that those themes are absolutely positively always excluded from the pentacles. They can certainly come up, but the pentacles do not, in my opinion, immediately speak to that theme. Nor do I think that the six of pentacles is immediately a card that speaks to financial or fiscal charity donations or good graces in some way. The reason that I don't read the Six of Pentacles that way is because when we look to, or when I should say, when we invite in themes or ideas or concepts or narratives within the tarot that speak to having to bring in another factor. So if, for instance, we go to the Six of Pentacles and we look at some of the traditional uh, images and in just kind of the pantheon of the Six of Pentacles, we always see uh, a person offering out the pentacles to others. Usually these people are paupers, they are destitute, they're poor, they are in need in some way. And then there's always a set of balance as well so that it's meant to resemble fairness. 
When we bring in themes or concepts or narratives that require an additional third party or require us to engage with an additional third party not present in in the reading and in the in the narrative, we're kind of giving that power away. It's the same reason that I don't read court cards as other people because we are then forcing the tarot to rely on another entity, another person, another shape, another outline in order to find fluidity within the narrative and the here and now. And I don't like to read that way. I feel I feel like it kind of gives some of the power away from the person who is getting the reading. It kind of takes away the person's uh, ability to do for themselves. That's not to say that charity and generosity and reciprocity are not apparent or needed. They absolutely are. But I don't want to read the cards as a need to bring other themes or other entities in order to make my tarot readings or my tarot narratives make sense. So then what are the pentacles really about? What are they inviting us to go deeper into and consider when we work with these cards in readings and and beyond? I personally believe that the pentacles are the translation of the internal faculties of brain, heart, and spirit. The body, the physical form, the way that we are these physical beings in an act of being is the translation of the pentacles, is the pentacles translating, excuse me, all of those internal factors, all of those internal states of being out into the physical world. So the pentacles are the co-creation or the cooperation between the internal and the external. The pentacles are the bridge between our internal sovereignty, our internal faculties, and the collective outpouring or the collective narrative of the external world. This also means that it can go the other way. The pentacles can then take what is within the external world and bring that into our internal faculties. So this can come in in the form of our five senses, but it doesn't have to be that because if we were to rely on only that, that creates an ableist narrative. It can also come in through intuition. It can also come in through instinct. It can also come in through our inclinations. I know that for me personally, I can only speak for myself, but because I see and cooperate and exist in a world where poetry is part of the process, where poetry is baked into the cake, the external world provides my internal faculties a poetic narrative, a poetic way of seeing the world and a poetic way of being in a state of being. And the pentacles are the translation of that poetic narrative or that poetic ingredient in my existence within this external world and bringing that internally because poetry is part of me. It's part of who I am. It's part of how I show up in this world. So the pentacles can also be our inclinations and our our gifts and our abilities or our ways of 
cooperating or seeing this world in our through our unique set of lenses and through our unique gifts and skills that allows the world to take on meaning and make sense for us. Those those inclinations, those uh, different traits and different abilities are also part of the pentacles because it's this generative process of what we take in from the external and also what we give out from the internal. That's why I don't say that the pentacles could never be about money because money is part of the cycle from internal to external or from external to internal, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be about these very, very tangible, but also quite um, rudimentary themes, I would say. So with the Six of Pentacles, it's not about someone giving us something from their good graces or about us giving something from our good graces. It's about coming from a place of continued support, continued offerings, that when we take stock of how we have been served over time or in different situations, we therefore have the capability to give that out to the external world and those who need it can take it. It's about sharing in abundance for the bigger picture. It's about showing how the external bigger picture is going to be served from this abundance, from this favor of offering, from this building of support. When one cause is served, then the whole world is served. We are part of a narrative of forging connections through those inclinations, through those gifts, and through those skills, through all that we can offer based on what we have received in at some other point, some other time, we create this generative cycle of abundance and that abundance creates change, that abundance creates expression in a way that serves the whole. So when we look to themes like prosperity, growth, or generosity, it's about seeing how the work that we have been putting in, the actions, and again, that translation from the internal into the external creates prosperity, creates nourishment. Generosity begets generosity. Think of it, if you will, like pollination. The whole point of pollination is to ensure that the next generation of of these plants is allowed to thrive, that the conditions are right for the next generation to thrive. I see that here with the Six of Pentacles, that when we are translating from a place of truth, from a, when we are translating from a place of internal truth and offering out all that we have taken in at some point that is for the betterment of the bigger picture, that encourages support and abundance and prosperity, it's allowing that sense of thrival to continue. It's allowing the narrative to not... Um, it's, a, it's allowing the narrative to not settle or become complacent. It's about continuing this radical, beautiful act of prosperity, growth, generosity, and service. So just to touch on this narrative of radical, beautiful acts coming from the Six of Pentacles, 
The reason that I mention this is because part of this theme of prosperity, growth, and generosity is that it takes us out of the picture in some way. That we are part of it, yes, but that it is for the simple act of being itself that is why it's so important. And I'll give you an example. So I was listening to a podcast the other day called Earth to Humans. It is a podcast that speaks to conservation efforts, different conservation efforts throughout the world. One of the podcast episodes, the one that I was listening to was about the vaquita. So the vaquita is a species of porpoise that is uh, endemic to the northern end of the Gulf of California. And they are extremely in, um, extremely endangered. In fact, it's um, it's estimated that there are only about 10 left in the world, which is heartbreaking in and of itself. So I was listening to this podcast episode and I was just, my heart was just breaking internally. And I had realized that I didn't even know that there was such an animal as the vaquita. It doesn't affect, this animal doesn't affect my daily life. It doesn't affect my immediate bubble around me. But now that I know that this adorable little porpoise is out there and it's facing such um, such such a threat of extinction, I want the vaquita just to thrive because even though it doesn't affect me personally, I want to live in a world where the vaquita is thriving. I want to live in a world where this prosperous nature between flora and fauna is just there. It's, it's just that. It just simply is. It doesn't have to affect me directly in order for it to be important to me. It doesn't have to affect me directly in order to make the world a more beautiful place. And that's what I think the Six of Pentacles is speaking to. So when we have a prosperous world, when we hold prosperity as this blooming channel of energy from the internal into the external, we are creating change because we are giving out that which has been nourishing us. We are giving out which that which has supported us. We are giving out from this space of being in flow for spirit and for truth and for what simply should be allowed to be. Prosperity should just be, it should just be what it is. It should just be. And this abundance as a form of expression allows there to be a rebalance in the energies. This prosperity and this abundance allows uh, this reciprocal balancing of energies. Also returning to this narrative of generosity and prosperity as this generative cycle, I think that one of the most beautiful things about the Six of Pentacles and one of the most beautiful invitations that it invites us into is how we can encourage more support, more generosity, more growth, more of that rebalancing of energies because support, creating that support in times of plenty is going to, is going to sustain us in times of trials and in times of hardship. That as we build and layer prosperity, growth, community, generosity, and it creates this cyclical, it creates this generative cycle, we are creating a system that is 
plentiful in the times of goodness and then it's nourishing and supporting in times of trials and hardships so there's this element the subconscious or the secondary element of creating gratitude and celebration that we have what we need and because the six of pentacles is the trend or all of the pentacles are the translation of the internal faculties into the external world that which we give out in in the form of prosperity growth and generosity could be knowledge it could be kindness it could be it could be money it could be supporting a particular cause it could be listening to someone it could be bearing witness to them it could be resources it could be any any sort of thing it could be a story so it could be any sort of thing that is offered out to encourage further growth and further prosperity for this layering network of support this also goes back to what i mentioned in my last podcast episode about imagination as a way to strengthen intuition when we allow our imagination to be prosperous when we allow there to be prosperous play we are creating a very beautiful and radical uh, sense of transformation we're creating abundance through expression through offerings and also just through a very beautiful act through the act of powerful play through the act of imaginative play and prosperous play we are creating transformation So with the Six of Pentacles, I invite you to see how your imagination offers out abundance. How does your imagination create movement that allows you to leap into new capabilities? It allows you to leap into a new form of offering. It allows you to leap into values being translated into the external world in real time because this transformation and this creating and conjuring and taking and bringing it out into the physical world is part of that shared resource. The world needs what you have to give. Because the world needs what you have to give, how are you prosperous within the self? How is your imagination prosperous? And how can that be offered from the internal into the external in a way that is of service for you and therefore the bigger picture? I now want to just go ahead and touch on the haunted and the hallowed aspects of the Six of Pentacles. This is not an exhaustive list. This is not an all-encompassing list of the spectrum. There could be many other things that you discover and find that reside on the spectrum for you in working with the Six of Pentacles in between the, the darkness and the light. And I encourage you to see how that spectrum is built and I encourage you to see how that spectrum comes through for you. This is how it came through for me in this time and in this space. So there could be many more elements to the spectrum. So it's not exhaustive in any way. One of the first elements, uh, starting with the haunted, that I see is that there's a need for exchange in all forms. There's a need to know what our needs are. As empathetic people, this can be quite hard because we can feel overwhelmed by taking in the pain, the wounding, the hardships of 
of others of the world. There's also a need to know where boundaries lie within the space of need. There is a need for this energetic exchange in all forms. For example, one of the one controversy or one narrative that I have seen sometimes circulate throughout social media, sometimes circulate throughout uh, the internet is that spiritual services should not be charged. There shouldn't be money involved in in the in the offering of spiritual services because everyone should have access to spiritual services. I fully agree that everyone should have access to spiritual services that will help them heal, that will encourage better health, more optimal health, and just a more optimal sense of being. I agree with that. However, as a spiritual worker, as someone who has spiritual offerings, I also have to make sure that my physical needs are met. I need to have food in my stomach. I need to have a roof over my head. I need to have the lights on and the heat on in the winter. There is a need to understand where and how we can give freely, where we can give generously. There's also a need to see where the bottom line is, where some of these needs cannot be negotiated. Not to say that, um, you know, there can't be uh, a discussion in price, there can't be a discussion in maybe a payment plan or something, but when we speak to energetic exchanges, we need to understand that even though we are speaking to themes and focuses that encourage prosperity and encourage a more optimal sense of being, there is a need to be realistic and to be rational as well. So we need to be able to have a boundary that speaks to our needs and that it can't be crossed. This form of energetic exchange can also come through in the form of empaths and people like energetic vampires when we create an opening for someone to constantly take advantage of or when they constantly try to take advantage of and they don't heed our boundaries that is a violation of the energetic exchange so within the haunted nature of the six of pentacles there is a need to be realistic and we've been talking I've been talking all about you know growth prosperity and blooming and channeling of energies and these are all such gorgeous energies and gorgeous themes but there is also a need to ground that energy into physical into the rational into the realistic because if we don't we could be giving out more than we have the capability of. We could be pouring, trying to continue pouring from an empty cup, and we just can't do that. We have to also make sure that we are being the receptacle and taking in what we want and what we need so that we can encourage that offering out again and again. The hallowed element of the Six of Pentacles goes back to what I was saying earlier, that need creates knowledge. Knowledge creates plenty. Plenty sustains the spirit, the body, the heart, and the mind through trials and hardships. When we create and encourage healthy energetic exchange, we are stepping into that generative cycle of prosperity and blooming and channeling of energies 
so that it can more easily and readily come back to us so that we create an environment both internally and externally for plenty and for bounty and for prosperity to have a place to be grounded into that rational, into that realistic environment. Again, both internally and externally. The hallowed elements of the Six of Pentacles is that through this connection, through this generative cycle, this is where we can then take it further and step into magic and ritual. Once we have the plenty and the support and the sustaining and the nourishing of our physical sense of being and therefore our internal faculties as well, that creates the ability to not only offer out into the physical world, into the world of sacred land, sacred community, or into causes or contributions, that can also be channeled into the different levels of universal energies that we are a part of, that we maybe seek to be a part of. I know that for me, when I am more sustained, when I am more nourished, when I have more plentiful prosperity within my life, my magic and my ritual just, they, I can feel the power be more substantial and that power translates further and further outward into the universe. So when we create this, this generative cycle of prosperity, of contribution, of generosity and sharing, that can translate if we intentionally use it this way. If you don't, that's totally fine. But if we, tra- if we intentionally use our energies to affect magic and ritual, we can therefore be more sustained and more nourished beyond just the physical realm. So let's go ahead and now move on to the card, the oracle card, Wu Wang, Wild and Pure Heart from the deck Oracle of the Dragon Fae. Some of the invitations from this card are a wild and pure heart is the threshold into magic. This goes back to what I was just saying, that when we have this prosperous, generous, powerful, playful nature, that our prosperity, our growth, and our generosity can transcend from the external world, in the physical external world, and also, and therefore, into our magic itself. This card also states or invites us to consider that perfection is a myth. When we speak to wild and pure, we are not including here an element of perfection. We are not trying to or striving for perfection because perfection is a myth. Going into what uh, the guidebook says about this card, it says that Wu Wang is a dragon fae lord who has been both a dynastic ruler in human form and whose energy has entered the Chinese system of philosophy and divination known as the I Ching. This one article that I found says that the I Ching has served for thousands of years as a philosophical taxonomy of the universe, a guide to an ethical life, a manual for rulers, and an oracle of one's personal future and the future of the state. This article also goes on to say that uh, 500 years later, Confucius himself wrote ethical commentaries explicating each hexagram. There are 64 hexagrams in the I Ching, and they have brief oracles and interpretations known as judgments attached to them. 
and Confucius himself wrote ethical commentaries explicating each hexagram, which are called the Ten Wings. So this text, the I Ching, uh, had profound implications for Confucius himself, uh, obviously a very well-known uh, Chinese philosopher. Going back to the invitations from this card, this card is really asking us to to just consider ourselves as sovereign and sacred. That when we have this nature within those internal faculties that is wild and pure and innocent, it is what allows that prosperous energy to come forth. If our internal faculties, if our internal natures, you know, if we become cynical, if we become jaded, if we become vengeful or angry, anything like that, what we are doing is we are stripping that sovereign, sacred part of ourselves that is wild, that is unencumbered by the past, by the events that have happened to us. We always have the ability within us to tap into that wild and pure nature that no one can take from us. Now, sometimes tapping into that nature requires that we heal through traumas, wounds, and hard and hardships either through professional help or through engaging in it ourselves. What I find about this card is that, and how it relates back to the Six of Pentacles is, as I just said, no one can take that wild and pure nature from us. So when we cultivate this wild and pure nature within, that is what we are allow, that is what we are allowing to give out, that we are creating the sense of reclaiming despite what else has happened that prosperity can always be encouraged and gained and shifted from the internal to the to the external all we have to do is reclaim it tap into it within ourselves and then offer that out and when we do that we are contributing to that generative cycle that is going to sustain and it's going to nourish us Essentially what I find so so grounding within this card is that it's basically saying that as we foster goodness within our wild and pure selves, we are fostering goodness to come through for the wild and pure prosperity of the world. That this magical generative cycle is allowed to bloom even more. These two cards connect very very strongly and very greatly to each other that when we keep ourselves honest and we allow the natural world and the natural state of things the true state of things to shape and to support and encourage and strengthen our internal faculties we are therefore encouraging that back out into the external world that truth and innocence can always be reclaimed as i just said our prosperous internal self can always be found if that requires that we go through uh, the healing of traumas and hardships and wounds, we can find something within us that is beautiful, that is bright, that is pure, that is wild and untapped. And we can use that to create prosperity in the external world. This card is also saying that the past should not dictate goodness in this moment. So again, we should seek to step away from being vindictive, regretful, vengeful. That's not to say that having honest emotions in the moment is 
is not needed. We need to obviously step away from the toxic narrative of love and light all the time. However, what it is saying is that if we have those emotions within, we need to heal those first. And then as we heal those, step into a space of fostering our wild and pure self. This card is also saying that we cannot tap into our wild and pure self if we are clinging to elements from the past that we have no control over anymore. If we are simply holding on to elements of the past and we haven't let go and we haven't moved on, we are hindering that wild and pure nature and that fostering of goodness to create movement. We are reducing it from this wild, beautiful ocean into this stagnant, murky puddle. Going into the haunted and the hallowed aspects of this card, one of the haunted elements is that this wild and pure nature, this beautiful fostering of innocence and goodness, also needs, again, a sense of humbleness. There needs to be this rooting down into what is feasible, what is rational, what is realistic. Not to say that we shouldn't tap into imaginative, powerful, prosperous play, or that we shouldn't cultivate our wild and pure goodness from an imaginative, from an imaginative or innocent place, but we need to recognize that we don't know what we don't know. We need to be allowed to, to learn, to grow, and to hold on to this wild and pure nature, but also foster a sense of maturity as well. We shouldn't let innocence and this wild and pure nature lead us into a space of ignorance that if we are humbled by what we do not know, we allow that to continue the growth of knowledge, which is therefore to continue the growth and the generative cycle of prosperity itself, that as we know more, we can do more. Yet we still want to hold to that wild and pure part of ourself. We want to still hold to that sacred and sovereign part of ourself that is untapped and no one can take away from us. But we want ourselves to be influenced positively by the acquisition of knowledge, by the acquisition of what we bring in creates prosperity that we give out and that prosperity and that growth and that knowledge all of that generative cycle that we take in needs to be grounded and rooted into a place of humbleness and maturity if we don't allow humbleness and maturity to have a role within the wild and pure nature of ourself we can stray into ignorance we can stray into arrogance and that can again also hinder that prosperous generative cycle to continue in all of the different layers and support and nourishment of the here and now that wild and pure nature is what is the hallowed part of this card that the wildness within us cannot be tamed it cannot be taken unless we allow that or give that what is wild and pure within us can always be reclaimed it can always be returned to and healed it can be used as a way to give out to the external world 
it I find this card to be such a beautiful card, albeit the image is not uh, that inclusive. This deck is actually not the most inclusive deck. I will say I do love this deck, but it just there is obviously with the Caucasian Caucasian Fay on the image, and the card is in relation to a Chinese uh, philosopher and a Chinese ruler. It's a little bit problematic, I would say. However, what I love about this card is that the hallowed nature of this card is the root of this card, that the wild and pure part of us that is sacred and is sovereign, and it can always be returned to, it can always be reclaimed, and it can always be used to encourage prosperity and magic in the layers of the external world. It's just such a beautiful invitation to really step into this again and again to create that which we want within our internal faculties and what we want within the layers of the physical world around us and beyond us. In incorporating these two cards for the month of February, these cards are really asking how does prosperity sit within you? How does prosperity and this wild, pure fostering of goodness sit within your internal faculties, within the brain, within the heart, and within the spirit? And then how can you, through the use of the Six of Pentacles, how can you offer that prosperity within, that goodness within, from that wild and pure place within, how can you offer that out into the external world? You can also ask how is your wild and pure nature within encouraged, supported, and nourished by the prosperity in your external world? Where can we cultivate gratitude and celebration for the here and now? So for February, this card is these two cards are really about tapping into the generative cycle of prosperity, growth, generosity, and sovereignty in the external and in the internal. These cards are really asking us to these cards are asking us to step into a place of gratitude and celebration for the prosperity that is both within and without that is within us that cultivates that wild and pure nature but is also supported and nourished by the external prosperity. These cards are also asking how we can be part of change. There is so much to be grateful for here in the physical world, but there's so much that needs to be done to encourage more prosperity, more growth, and more generosity for for more people. We, there needs to be more seats at the table. These cards are asking how can we be part of that process? How can we be part of that change? It's not going to be through one mere act and it's not going to be through one person. This is a collective effort and it takes time, it takes effort, and it takes also knowing, going back to boundaries, it also takes knowing where we need to step away from feeling like we constantly have to be of service, like we constantly have to be acting and doing on the part of change, that it's okay to check out, it's okay to step into a into a place of play. And in fact, our wild and pure sovereign 
prosperous space within our internal faculties needs that, demands that, so that we can replenish ourselves from a pure, innocent place and then return to the causes, return to the process of change in a way that is empowered and replenished. One small way that I am choosing to create change within my own little space is I was so moved by that podcast episode of the Vaquita, so any purchases made with me, a portion of that will go towards Vaquita conservation efforts. I encourage you to think of ways that you are part of the change and that your beautiful light is creating prosperity in the external world and where we can collectively bring more to the table, bring more nourishment to the table, more seats to the table, because that is the continued effort in the here and now at least one of the continued efforts. There are so many ways that change needs to to occur, to come in, but this is one way that we can collectively do that and we can support each other, hold the mantle and hold the torch so that as others need to check out and replenish themselves, we can carry the load a little bit and then use that generative cycle to allow the support to be passed off when we need to step into a place of replenishing and rejuvenating our internal prosperity and our internal wild sovereignty. And I think that is where I wish to end this today. If you liked this podcast episode or any of the podcast episodes that you have listened to, please rate the podcast, review it, and subscribe to it. That helps me know what you are liking, what your thoughts on the podcast episode are, and it also helps other people find the podcast as well. Please share with a friend if you think uh, if there is someone in your life who you think this podcast would be of benefit, please pass this along. That really, really helps as well. I would like to thank my Spooks patrons, Lisa Zimmerman, Bobby McDermott, and Deb Guy. Thank you so much for your continued support on the Tea and Tombstones platform. I'm always humbled by the generosity that you give to Tea and Tombstones. If you would like to work with me, you can find all of my services and offerings on my website. My platform links will be listed in the show notes. If you would like, you can also sign up for the newsletter. The newsletter comes out once a month and just gives a little bit of detail what has occurred on the TN Tombstones platform for that month. You can subscribe on my website as well. I will talk to you in the next podcast episode. I will connect with you in the next podcast episode. Until then, thank you for the prosperity you bring by letting me come into your day in whatever way that I have. So thank you so much. Until next time, take care. <laughs>